We are here because we are dedicated to helping members of our community build lean, strong bodies and confident, resilient minds. Determined to elevate the lives of working professionals, stay-at-home parents, and anyone who is ready to level up their life. Our invigorating group fitness classes, practical nutrition programs, and authentic coaches help ignite your life. Find a place that believes in you. Find a place that challenges you. Find CrossFit South. Welcome back to the Southpaw Spotlight Podcast. My name is Nick Bach and I'll be your host on today's show, episode number 28, where we're going to look at how you can maximize your time and some tips for time management when it comes to locating time to work out in your schedule. I want to look at this and examine it on two fronts. One is in terms of your actual schedule and time management itself, and the other in terms of motivation, which I think go hand in hand uh, to help solve this, this problem that faces a lot of people. If you're anything like most of the people that we work with, you're busy, you go to work, you have kids, you have family, um, and the thought of trying to identify time to work out in that day seems daunting. Not just the half an hour to hour that it's going to take you to work out, but the time to travel there, to clean off afterwards, and to travel back home. So there are a few things that I think are important to realize about this and ways that you can perhaps tweak uh, your current lifestyle to uh, and end up uh, being able to prioritize this, get a healthier body, get a healthier you, and a saner state of mind. First of all, I think it's important to realize that one common misconception is that exercise is just going to eat up your time, when in fact, the reality is quite different. What we find is that people who exercise are often more efficient in other things that they do. They're able to obviously move faster, but psychologically and mentally, they, they're much sharper. Uh, they're able to maintain a, a more stable state of mind. Uh, uh, um, exercise has uh, done wonders as far as uh, treating symptoms of anxiety and depression that can often lead to lethargy, uh, the, the drawing out of, of projects, or even not starting something in the first place. So generally, once you get into a good exercise routine, you're going to find that uh, time starts to open up in your schedule as you're more efficient in everything else that you're doing. So let's talk about schedule. Before you get started exercising and can reap the benefits of that, that psychological shift, uh, you're going to need to find time. And the first place to start is to look at your schedule. I use a, a, the standard calendar app on the iPhone and I try to put in most of the important things that are going on in my life. So I have it blocked out. Um, I always round up if something is going to take me uh, a little over an hour. I might put it in as an hour and a half or two hours. Um, and I also account for travel time. That way, if I have time left over, that's a bonus rather than feeling uh, tight like I have to rush something. So whether it's writing your schedule out, looking at it visually on a phone, um, or just kind of going through uh, in your own head, I believe it's important to analyze where are there times that you might be able to make this work? Where are there pockets of free time? Um, from there, we want to look at uh, how we can pair exercise with something else we already do. This is called habit stacking. James Clear talks about it um, in Atomic Habits. But you put one habit that you're hoping to build right next to another one that you do. And this helps on two folds. So as an example, 
exercise on the way into or the way back from work. That way you're cutting down on commute time if you're already going past the gym, you're already out and about. Um, and you're also putting it right in there with another habit that you already do, which is your daily commute. So uh, let's say you, you at Southpaw, we have classes in the morning, midday, and afternoon. Uh, if you start work at 8, maybe you come to the 6 a.m. class, you leave your house at 5.45, you show up. The uh, From 7 to 8 is where you shower off, get ready for work, get to the office a little bit early, ready to start your day hard. Um, likewise, you could also wait till the end of the day, take off, come to the gym, slide into class, get your workout in, and therefore it's already part of the schedule that you've developed. You're already in the routine of doing it. So looking for this kind of symbiotic relationship between things that you already have in your schedule um, and uh, other ways that you can fit this into time that you already have in some of these, these pockets of time. Um, the next thing I think you want to look at um, is how you can make the most of your time. Most people have heard stories of, you know, uh, friends or, or people they knew in, in college or they currently know at work who, oh, I spent three hours at the gym last night. Well, first of all, it probably isn't great for your body. And secondly, it's very possible to get the same benefit that one person sees in three hours of working out in a much shorter amount of time. Exercise does not have to take a while. And in fact, I would argue that frequency is much more important than duration. Frequency is going to start to build the habit and you reap the most uh, benefit of your workout in the first, what I would say, 20 to 30 minutes of activity. Now, uh, that doesn't mean that it's you, you want to avoid warm-ups or cool-downs uh, or you don't want to engage in different types of modalities, but you can get a lot of bang for your buck early on in those workouts um, and uh, start to experience diminishing marginal returns later on. On top of that, we use a system of constantly varied workouts at Southpaw. So your body's going to be doing different uh, what we call modalities day-to-day. -day. You're going to be pushing pulling, uh, jumping, running, rowing, biking, using weight, using your body weight, using uh, unweighted movements. And we're mixing this and combining this together in an intentional way that's going to allow you to maximize the time that you have. So A, our classes are an hour long, beginning to end. And B, they're going to be they're going to challenge you in a way where you don't need to spend time researching what you're going to do, getting expensive equipment, finding a spot in your house to do it or another gym to perform it at. We take care of all of it for you. We write the workouts, we put them together, and we take you through it. And best of all, we do it in a fun manner when you're surrounded by other people who are going through the same stressors in life that you are. It allows you to see that it's possible. It allows you to joke around, um, and it allows you to really take make the most of these workouts that you have. I want to briefly touch on the idea of working out with other people because that's something that I think is often overlooked. In our society, we are increasingly moving towards um, ways of, of more social isolation. Uh, that could be uh, a job where you used to go into the office is now remote. It could be that we're spending time on our phone rather than talking to somebody else. Um, and we're increasingly isolated. 
so many measures of, of happiness, of, uh, you know, enjoyment with life have to do with how we are able to express that and share that with other people. I will say there's also a time of place for time to yourself to reflect, but oftentimes we're not lacking in that area. It's the, the latter where we lack. Um, combining the social aspect with the fitness aspect has a two-pronged benefit. One, you become someone who identifies as an athlete, someone who identifies as leading an active lifestyle because you're surrounded by people who do that same activity and that becomes normalized. Secondly, it gives you that dose um, of, of social activity that you're often lacking um, in, in other areas in life, particularly in a post-COVID world. Um, so I believe that's important to hammer home and something that we need to consider when we're looking for a, the uh, the appropriate exercise program. Finally, I want to talk briefly about setting goals and setting up accountability for yourself. Because you can find the time, but just because you find the time doesn't mean that you'll necessarily want to do it. Now, if you aren't sure where to start beginning to, to set goals, um, there are tons of people out there who I'm sure would be happy uh, to help you identify some. And I'm going to suggest a method that I've used myself and that I've found uh, to be beneficial for a variety of reasons, and that's the SMART goal approach. You may have heard of this before. SMART is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So in the case of fitness, we want to get specific. Do we want to lose a certain amount of weight? Do we want to add a certain uh, certain amount of muscle? Uh, do we want to increase um, our ability to lift a, a particular movement? Uh, do we want to run faster, right? So all of these things can be measured, which takes us into the second part. We should be able to track our progress with it. Um, the next portion achievable is important is that we don't want to shoot for the stars here because that can be very self-defeating this we can on a long enough time horizon really imagine and encourage any type of change that uh, we we want to within reason however it's helpful to have get these little wins along the way so start with something that's two three months down the road uh, maybe that's just showing up to the gym three days a week for three months. That's a phenomenal place to start because you're going to start building the habit. The next criteria we want to look at is that it's relevant. The goal should be relevant to the broader objectives that you have uh, when you set it. So if your goal is to lose weight, uh, you could look at something like, I'm going to follow this particular nutrition plan. Um, or if your goal is to increase your bench press. Maybe you say, I'm going to bench once a week and I'm going to do push-ups two other days throughout the week. And again, set those uh, with specific parameters. I'm going to bench and do X number of sets or I'm going to bench on Tuesdays and I'm going to do 50 push-ups on Thursday and Saturday. Uh, finally, we want the goal to be time-bound. So we don't want it to just be indefinite. This is going to create a sense of urgency and urgency generally encourages us to move significantly faster. When we're chasing these goals, another thing that can be very helpful is to put some accountability systems um, and or social support systems in place. Uh, a great way to do this is to find a coach or mentor uh, or partner, friend, uh, who can help encourage you. 
just the act of sharing your goal uh, is incredibly powerful uh, towards making you feel some ownership of it. At a church we used to go to, the pastor would end the service um, by seeing if people wanted to uh, join the faith. Uh, He would ask people to close their eyes and everyone uh, who wanted to could raise their hand. He then said something that I thought was fascinating. He asked if you raised your hand, all we want you to do is to go out and tell one person. What's fascinating about that is that it's, um, it's indicative of this uh, shift that making our desires, our goals, um, our, our drivers public uh, builds something inside of us, this kind of intrinsic accountability. Um, on that same token, that same note, if you find somebody who wants to start working out with you, if you ask a coach to help hold you accountable, these are all ways uh, that you can get yourself going and help hold yourself to this standard once you identify time in your schedule. Finally, I want you to look at this idea of time management, of identifying your schedule. I want you to look at it um, as an ongoing thing that can be tweaked. It's probably, in all likelihood, will not be perfect the first time around. But maybe you get two, three times to work out uh, that first week. Uh, And you look at tweaks. How could you make it more effective? How could you fit it in a little easier? What went right? What didn't go well? Do you need to add social accountability? Would it help you to have a specific goal, a different program? These are things that we can tweak on a regular basis. Um, I know every week I kind of look ahead with what I'm doing that week and find a time uh, that I can put into my schedule for some of these activities. Um, And knowing that, I believe the night before allows me to sleep better. My wife does a great job of uh, packing her bag the day before, whether it's her lunch for work, um, her clothes for the gym, all of that stuff. And that way she doesn't have to stress about it in the morning when everything's going 100 miles an hour. One of the biggest points that I want you to take away from this is that exercise will oftentimes If you start doing it, if you find time, if you make time for it, it's often going to increase the amount of time in your schedule and effectiveness that you have as a human being, Um, which I think is an important point to hit home. And it's one of those things you got to try to understand. So if you're on the fence about it, try some of these tips. Try writing out your schedule ahead of time. Try habit stacking. Try developing some goals for yourself. Try roping other people in. And if you aren't sure where to start, just ask. We love to help people out, have these conversations with them. Whether you're an existing member or a new member, uh, we'd love to help point you in the right direction. If that's uh, fitness related, nutrition related, uh, we have all sorts of uh, these type of questions come at us on a regular basis. And we love helping people become the best versions of themselves. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll catch you later.